Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name's Jake, and today I'm joined by Chris, Ames, and Caitlin. Today, we're going to be talking about two Season 3 episodes of Star Trek, the original series. First, we'll discuss the Enterprise Incident. Then, we'll be talking about the Paradise Syndrome. I liked it better when you were Zap Brannigan for a day. Shut up, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We're getting real here already, That escalated quickly. gone to a place. In the Enterprise incident, Kirk, acting strangely, irritable, and rude to his friends and crew... Like you, right now? Oh! Shut up, loser! (laughs) (laughs) Shut your whore mouth! This is my turn to talk! Kirk orders the Enterprise into the Romulan neutral zone, and then... Into Romulan space, where they're surprised by a Romulan ship that looks just like a Klingon ship because they didn't have the budget for three Romulan models. (laughs) Anyway, turns out... That's not why, but I'll get to that. Well, whatever. It was still stupid and weird because (laughs) why would the Klingon... Fuck it. Anyway. (laughs) So Kirk is surrounded, and the Enterprise surrounded by the Romulans. Oh, my God. So, they're like, well, why don't you come over and talk to our commander? So they beam over to the Romulan ship, Kirk and Spock. And then Kirk is still acting like a dick, and they meet the Romulan commander, who's a pretty lady. Mmm. Hubba, hubba, ooh, la, la. Anyway, she says... We're going to fuck your shit up, guys, because you are in Romulan space, and that's not allowed, and you violated a treaty. And then Kirk's like, I'm a fucking jerk! And then she's like, well, okay, if you acted alone, we won't take it out on the on your ship and crew. And then she's like, Spock, I want to suck your penis. And then, so she puts... That's exactly what happened. She puts Kirk in jail, and then Kirk freaks out and runs into the force field and gets hurt, so they have to call over the doctor. And then the doctor's there. He's like, we need to get him back to the Enterprise for some surgery or some shit. And then she brings Spock down, and then Spock touches his face and he dies. But he's not really dead. It was the fake Vulcan death grip, which is worse than the Vulcan nerve pinch, but it's the death grip, and it causes death, but not really, because it's made up. And, (laughs) And apparently the Romulans know everything about Vulcan culture Except that this is some made-up bullshit that Spock came up with. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Kirk goes back, and then they do him up in makeup, or really fake surgery shit. I don't know why they don't just wear makeup, but they did surgery to make him look like a Romulan. Or really a Vulcan, kind of, because then there's a joke at the end about that. But anyway, Kirk goes over to the Romulan ship. I don't know why it's him and not another guy, since everyone on the Romulan ship has already seen Kirk, so he's not really in disguise. they just be like, wow, that looks just like Kirk with makeup on 
Anyway, <laughs> he goes to the Romulan ship to steal their cloaking device. Holy <laughs> crap, guys. They have a cloaking device. This is crazy town. So he, he steals the, the cloaking device with some, some cunning moves. He breaks into the room with the cloaking device and tricks a guy and kicks him in the face. And it's fucking crazy. <laughs> he beams back. And then... The and then meanwhile, Spock and the Romulan lady are getting down, and and they're about to do it, and then she finds out that the cloaking device is stolen, and that Spock betrayed her the whole time. Holy crap, Spock! So they go back to the Enterprise, or he they beam Spock out, and then she like touches him, so she gets beamed out too, which is weird. And then she really wanted to touch she him. She really wanted to touch him, and then she's now a prisoner on the Enterprise. I don't know why she did that, but whatever, she did it. And uh, the Enterprise escapes, and Scotty hooks up the uh, cloaking device, and they escape from the Romulan. So great, great, Enterprise. That was quite the incident. Anyway, <laughs> next episode. <laughs> the Paradise Syndrome. Uh. Or Tahiti Syndrome. Or Tahiti Syndrome. You've heard it here, folks. It's made-up bullshit, by the way. More made-up bullshit. Much like Jake's voice. Anyway, he always sounds like this. Yeah, what are you talking about, lady? This is how I always talk. You stupid whore. <laughs> yep, same old Jake. In the Paradise Syndrome, we go to a planet, Emerind, Am Am Amarind, whatever. It's a fucking planet. But they got pine trees and shit, so McCoy's all excited. He loves pine trees. And honeysuckle. When he was a kid, he used to climb a pine tree and then jump off it. And that's why his face looks like that. <laughs> wow. Unbelievably sexy. <laughs> I would jump out of a pine tree for that. Me too. They, they're on this planet, and they look across this little lake, and they see some Indians. And by Indians, I mean Native Americans. I don't want to be un-PC, unlike the creators of Star Trek, who made this really fucking weird and racist thing with these Indians. And they're all just, they're like every Indian stereotype. They're Native a mix, American. They're a mix of Apache and Delaware and some other Indians. Navajo, I think? I don't know. They didn't, they didn't even know. They just fucking said that shit. Who That's gives true. a crap? Yeah. Anyway, then they find this crazy weird rock in the woods. And Kirk somehow falls in a trap door that wasn't really a trap door. It was a sliding door. So he didn't notice it was moving. Whatever, Kirk. He falls down, hits his head on his way down the stairs, and then gets electrocuted by a thing. And then he forgets who he is and has this weird internal monologue that's never been used as a device on this show, but now it is. Uh, he couldn't be making captain's laws. It's not a captain because he's something. not a captain now. And then, like, he comes out of the thing, and this these sexy Indian ladies see him, and they're like, ooh, you must be a god. And then he, uh, he becomes a god, basically. And his name is Kurok, because he couldn't remember his name, but he remembered it started with a K and then with an Ock. And <laughs> so he's a Kurok, and uh, they call him Kurok. And he bangs her, and they get married, and he finger blasts her in the butthole, probably. <laughs> That's why she thought he was a god. No one had ever done that before. He saves a kid from dying by making out with him. <laughs> what? I said the same thing. Why wasn't that one included in the in the Kirk kissing montage that we recently linked? Who knows? It really was like he forgot he was performing CPR and thought it was make-out time, right? He, like, devoured that kid's face, and I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the leg pump game. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, there's another guy who, who Kirk steals his job. You know, and that's a big way. problem in Star Trek with immigrants taking jobs. I made a similar joke. Nah. Uh, so they should really build a wall around this village. <laughs> the wall just got 30 feet higher. Anyway, um, so they, they, the, the Enterprise has to go and stop an asteroid from killing this planet. So they go out into outer space and find the asteroid. And then Spock is a shitty guy. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Overloads the ship. The dilithium crystal runs out of energy. Ah, worst timing! And then the ass, they can't stop the asteroid, so they go back to the planet two months later, and Kirk is there, and his wife's pregnant, and then they stone them to death. And then they go back in the thing, and they save the planet, because the thing actually was a giant laser beam, and that's what happened. More or less. Yeah, that sounds right. It sounds more like your voice, too. What are you talking about? He's been talking this way the whole time? Yeah, what's your deal? I mean, you didn't pass out. From uh, shock this of how is, great This is how he exercises. <laughs> so, yeah, so the Enterprise incident. An incident involving the Enterprise. Yes. The indecent Enterprise incident. It's indecent for some. I, I liked Romulan Commander Lady. Yeah, she was she nice. Was cool. I mean, Spock liked her too. I mean, yeah. <sighs> I liked her it's too. An upgrade over to Pring. I, have to, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, looks wise, eh, probably on par. I mean, she's a little, she's a little on older, on far. a little more mature, a little more mature look, but uh, definitely not the type to make him fight his best friend to the death. No, she but she just will, made her, just but made she will make make him take over his ship and steal it, basically. But only because he deserves it, you know, to be That's in true. command. I really liked uh, Command Lady too, except that she's the first female commander we've seen, and she's immediately like hypnotized by Spock's cock. So I have having trouble with those feelings. Mm. Felt Women, a, felt am a, I right? Seriously, hey. felt a little felt a little anti-feminist to me. Mm. Well, I mean, she is. I, don't know, I, I, you're right. I do got to give them credit though for actually making a female ship captain. In the sixties, because that seems a little yeah, it was a pretty big deal. Uh, but you're right that they do kind of they do this seemingly feminist thing and then completely subvert it by making her obsessed with Spock. Yeah, like even if it had just been revealed that you know it was just sort of a recruitment tactic, mm. maybe it would have been a little better. She really so wanted to get into her into her pretty flouncy dress. She had an awesome chair. Off. Oh my god, I want that chair. That's a great her chair. Big, her big leather reclining chair. This, yeah. woman, this woman loved to fucking recline. Every chance she could, she was reclining on something. It's like Riker with a leg up. Yeah. Yeah, apparently um, DC Fontana, who wrote the script, did not care for how they kind of like made them go fucking kissy face at each other so much. Mm. She thought that was against their character's motivations. It certainly felt unusual for Spock. There was supposed to be, like, a, a weird, like, making out scene that got cut and turned into the hand thing that they do, the Vulcan hand Yeah, job. they did two in the both places. Uh, how do, wait, so, so Romulans also have the Vulcan salute? No, I think... I was very confused by so much I think that's, so just, that's just the Vulcan mating thing. She's clearly, she's a Romulan. She's, she's clearly a fetishist. She probably has seen lots of Vulcan porn. I don't know if they have. And here's my... Here's my <laughs> No, here's Vulcans don't have poor names. Well, no, here's here's my thing. Here's because I think Jake alluded to it a little bit. Like the last we saw of the Romulans 
Like, we had very, very little contact with them. I don't know how much time has passed in the meantime, but, you know, they stay in their zone, we stay in our zone. We only recently learned what they even fucking look like. Yeah. And yet, suddenly, now we know everything about them. We know, like, that they do that Vulcan salute thing. We know that they have a, have a, a weird alliance with the Klingons, apparently, and have some of their ships. Which I'll explain in a minute, because that was weird. Was it an alliance, or did they steal the stuff? I felt like the implication was like they'd been nicking their technology They said they used Klingon designs, but didn't get into details to whether it was like, uh, you know, trade agreement, or if they, again, just stolen them. I made that shit up in my head then. You know. They they speak English now, and they specify that, oh yeah, this is a weird part of English that we still still don't quite get. How do you guys know English? You don't talk to us. I mean, okay. You stay in your corner, you stay in ours. It's possible that the Romulans, because we, so we know from later shows that the Romulans have extensive espionage capabilities. So it's possible that they have infiltrated the Federation, and that's how they know everything. Hmm. It's more surprising to me that Spock seems to know an awful lot about Romulan culture. Yeah. When he was yeah. just as shocked as everyone in the last episode with Romulans to discover that they look just like me. Yeah. He, he even has a line at one point when they're talking about something on the ship with the Romulan commander. He says, oh, I was not aware of that aspect of Romulan society. And I said, what aspects are you aware of? Next to none. You know the stupid hats they wear and that's it. Well, maybe he's been reading up, you know, and... There's nothing to read. Romulan Quarterly or something. I mean, it is theoretically possible. and I mean, this is a bit of a stretch, but why not? It sounds like, you know, in Balance of Terror, the implication was that the Romulans were ramping stuff up after nearly a century of keeping with themselves. Mm-hmm. So, in the interim, if they had been kind of ramping up their presence and this, that, and the other thing, you would... You know, the Federation would probably increase their... Intelligence operations. True. Even just information gathering, we find cultures that have had contact with them and get more data. And Spock, it's not too much of a leap to say that, you know, what information there is, even if it's not loads, Spock would have been interested in Reddit because, you know, again, <laughs> it, it, is, it is this sort of, this this offshoot of his own people. True. You know, because even in Balance of Terror, he, he does mention, like... Yeah, there kind of been rumors that maybe, and yeah, here it is. Oh, and he does know that in in prep for this mission that is actually from, from, you know, the rest of the Federation to go and try to steal the cloaking device. So they may have They probably did some homework. Yeah, what dossiers they may have had. Mm. And apparently only Kirk and Spock knew about it the whole time. Now, admittedly, it does seem like a lot of information for the Federation to have gathered in the space of a (laughs) year-ish. So, well done, Starfleet Intelligence, but, jeez. Well, I mean, there's also other ways that information passes. They must have sent Nomad in. Well, and that's how they decapitated it. Yeah, they made a cloaking device. device, When a Nomad and a a Zoltar love each other. Sargon. love each other very much, they form a cloaking device. Aw. I do miss Nomad. A tale as old as time. I'll, I'll accept that... They know more about each other, but it was a little weird that they do suddenly seem to know everything. Yeah, like they know a lot. Especially when, so Kirk smuggles the cloaking device off the ship, and they find out that Spock's been sending messages and is, you know, in collusion or whatever. And so they're like, well, you're going to be put to death. And he's like, wait, but I would like to invoke the Romulan right to statement. And it's like, how the fuck did you know that? Yeah, Yeah. he knows enough about Romulan. How many many Federation guys have we sent over who've gotten themselves executed first? Yeah, yeah. Well, also the Romulans, you know, I'll give the Romulans this. They are like the fairest people in space. 
Yeah. Because it's like, we've got your ship surrounded. We are well within our rights to blow you out of the sky, but we're not gonna. And yeah, it's like, well, yeah, they want to capture the Enterprise in one piece, good intelligence and all that, and that part sort of makes and sense. And blowing them up wouldn't make for a good episode. Yeah, but then also there's like, she, the, 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 the commander goes out of her way to like get a statement and this and that. She doesn't immediately try to like turn this into a big political victory for the Romulans, you know? Mm. She's like, first, I'm going to go out of my way to figure out whether or not you're working on your own or if this is on Federation orders, because I'm not going to go just shouting espionage from the rooftops without all kinds of proof, even though you'd think a Federation ship being well within your space is proof enough. Mm. Well, that's because she's a woman and has no ambition, you know? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, she works I, off of her... her emotions and shit. Here's my counter-argument to that, is that, first of all, if they had to just destroy the Enterprise, sure, they might be in their right to do so. Yeah. But it still would have been a provocation. Like, it would have it would have no, escalated. So that, you know, so they probably don't want to start an open war. No, that is true. That is true. And then the, on the other, and the other point is that she probably immediately suspects that the reason that they're there is because they know about the cloaking device. Mm. So she might want it. So she might be doing her own intelligence operation to find out how much they does know. does the Federation know about our cloaking technology. Yeah, I kept sure. expecting that to be why she was wooing Spock so hard, mm. as you know, because it's it's basically hard the Kirk, right. it's the Kirk maneuver. It's the I'll make out with your face so that you give me information and maybe I'll kiss back. Now here's the thing. Evidently, Spock after this particular event, Spock just had a hard-on for all things Romulan for the rest of time. <laughs> that is the exact thing I said. Because he fucking loves Romulans. In in TNG... As much as he loves Nazism? Almost. Maybe <laughs> it's because they have such a, you know, a, an oppressive, uh, militaristic society. They're super efficient. They're super efficient. But no, like in TNG, he goes to Romulus because he loves them so much and wants them to, to reunite, you know, end the schism between the Romulans and the Vulcans. And then, like, he has to save them in Star Trek 2009 movie yeah. with Red Matter. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. But he tries. He tries real hard because maybe... Because, I don't know, there's some scenes in this episode where we don't really see what happened. It's possible that he sired a child with the Romulan commander. That'd be a good twist. Yeah, and that's why he loves Romulan so much. He's helping out his son. From what I read, they actually they tried to get the actress back for an episode of TNG, but she wasn't available. Oh, really? That would have yeah. been cool. I forget which episode, unfortunately. Although, I, I don't know. I really like TNG's Romulan antagonists. I like uh, like the people that they get. I mean, honestly, for me, the Romulans, in terms of like the recurring antagonists in Star Trek, in terms of the species and stuff, Romulans are my favorite. Are they? Yeah, I mean, I like. I mean, Klingons. I see. Thing is, everybody else is so one dimensional. The Klingons, one dimensional. I, although, I mean, they do get some depth with when we, you know, that we get through Worf's storylines. But by and large, warlike species. Oh, Klingon. Yeah, the Borg obviously have one fucking mission. The Cardassians also they do get some depth, but eh. Shut yeah. up. Don't you don't badmouth my Cardassians. I mean, I like the Card. I mean, like, I honestly probably my favorite antagonist character in all of Star Trek is is Dukat. Love him. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I just feel like the Romulans are one of those areas that they're just so fascinating. It's that level headedness, the fact that they are very fair 
it seems. Um, yeah, which we saw in, was Balance of Terror the other one? Yeah. Yeah, when, when their commander, you know, t- speaks with them over the, over the, the relay that, we, in another world, we could have been friends. Sadly, mm-hmm. we have to blow ourselves up now. So long. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really, I, I think, you know, I, it's one, and it's also, I think part of the reason is they, through all of Star Trek, they've never overdone it with the, the yeah. Romulans. You know, yeah. we all, we, we get a few episodes here and there, we catch glimpses. Yeah, I think they're meant to be kind of enigmatic. Yeah. Which is why the fact that Spock knows everything about yeah, them right I mean, now is a little strange. Obviously, the parallel is the Ruskies, you know, that it's like the other, like they are the other power mm. in, in the galaxy. Well, see, what I'd always kind of read the Romulans as, because if you think that, especially in the original series, when the Klingons are less... What we'll come to know them as, like the Russians, the Russians, the Klingons. I always figured were the Russians, mm-hmm. and then with sort of the Vulcans and the Romulans. What I always kind of read that as is because obviously there's a lot of '60s Orientalism in mm. the Vulcans. So I kind of always read that as like the Vulcans are the East Asian countries we're allied with, you know, like, like South Korea, South Korea, South Japan. Vietnam. Things like that. And then you can almost have the Romulans as sort of the communist East Asians. That's a good point. Especially when you get Inbounds of Terror, there is that, oh my god, they look just like Vulcans! (laughs) All that. And uh, there's that very sort of that. that, I mean, look at America during World War II. It was, uh, you know, we were officially rounding up, you know, the Japanese, but anyone of East Asian descent was getting a lot of flack in the streets from from locals. Well, I mean... Why ain't you in a camp? It's like, I'm Chinese. I mean, not not a week goes by where you don't hear about some, like, incident involving a Sikh and yeah, someone exactly. harassing a Sikh. Yeah. Once Khan comes to power, though, yeah, the, no. Sikh, the Sikhs will get their revenge. That's true. Those racist fucks. But yeah, that's, that's how I always sort of saw them, is they are, I always thought, yeah, they, they are similarly, similarly, Jesus, similarly, fuck me. Yeah. Similarly communist, but again, sort of mm. probably the, the East Asian communist well, yeah. opposed to the Russians. Well, that's the thing, you know, I feel like a, a very simplistic, like, I don't know. See, I always, I look at the Romulans and the Federation, and I'm using context not just from the original series, I'm using it from all yeah. series. But, like, the Romulans and the Federation are very much peers, you know, they have very similar levels of technology, you know, and that's why I see the, the, the Soviet Union parallel there. Mm-hmm. But I see what you're saying with the with the Klingons, and it definitely seems like that was... What they were trying to do with the Klingons, maybe yeah. in the original series, yeah, and that obviously shifted drastically yeah. once you got to TNG and all that, and they sort of became less. Once they changed the culture so dramatically, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, for you know, like if we're looking at Star Trek VI, which was a complete Cold War parallel movie. Yeah. They're trying to portray the Klingons as a Soviet Union, but yeah, I mean, you've got Praxis as sort of a Chernobyl, yeah, um, parallel even. So, but then again, you know, I feel like the Klingons were never developed. Enough. No, that's true. To really do that, they just seem so one-dimensional. So I don't know. I always feel like the simplistic view that Star Trek has of the Soviet Union is the Klingons is like this warlike antagonist. Yeah, and the and then the 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 Romulans are a more nuanced yeah approach to that same thing. But it's just me. I don't know. Mm. I don't know nothing. <laughs> oh, so uh, something you guys probably didn't see because you guys watched on the um, the original. We watched the remaster. Mostly, the disc Mostly. started fucking up at the oh. very end. So, like the last literally eight minutes, we watched on Netflix. Oh, funny. So, and I even went back because I wanted to see what the cloaking effect on the Enterprise looked like in the original. Oh, if it just like faded or if it went like boing, and I, I never did find out. I couldn't get it to, to work because oh, it just kind of faded out, didn't it? 
Well, yeah, in the Netflix version, it, it, it oh. did this sort of... It faded out very nicely, and there were some sections that faded a little later than others. I kind of want to know what they did in the original, but I have no idea. I don't know. But in the in the remaster, what they did... So in the... As we were talking about why they have a Klingon ship. Why yeah. did the Romulans fly something that looks like a Klingon ship, even though we haven't seen these Klingon ships yet, because they produced the episodes out of order. Oh, really? In the, You've never seen the, the, the D7 class? That's what I... I'm I guess, have we ever seen Klingons in space? I feel like we always run into them on a planet. Oh, I don't remember. They were... Could you see them in Trouble with Tribbles? Cause that was only on Space Station K-5. No, but they were kind of like, you know, oh, you've got a Klingon vessel hanging. Yeah, I don't know if we, sh- if That's we what see I'm wondering. it or not. I don't though. remember. Yeah. Anyway, anyway yeah. yeah, we saw in the remaster they actually had a Romulan uh, bird of prey flying around. Yeah. Uh, so and you can see the bottom had the nice paint job. Whilst in the the original versions, they were just nothing but Klingon ships flying around. Yeah. And there are there are several stories as to why this is. The first being that you know they wanted to establish the the Klingon ship so that they could sell you know toy versions of it. Mm. So they wanted to, that, to see more and more of it so that they could sell them. But the funner story is that the props designer, uh, I hope I'm not going to mispronounce his name terribly, Wa Chang, uh, was not in the props-making union. And when he made the Romulan uh, Bird of Prey for an earlier episode, they refused to pay him for it because the union was throwing a a stink because he is not a member. So they wouldn't pay him for this model that he specifically, that they were trying to say, oh, no, no, it wasn't specifically built for Star Trek, therefore we can pay him for it. But he totally built it just for Star Trek. I mean, he had cells, for God's sake. They returned it to him, and the story goes that he was so angry that he took a sledgehammer to it and destroyed it. Oh. The other story is that it's just lost somewhere, but that's the one that I think has been in a, um NPR interview with him, saying, so what happened to it? He's like, fuck that thing. <laughs> fuck it. Hate it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, he's actually been using it as a fruit bowl since 1970. <laughs> it seems like such a needless throwaway thing to, first, <coughs> you know, for some, I can't remember who said it, like, oh, they're using a Klingon design. Spock. Was it Spock that said that? Like, I don't know, maybe, I, I, I just assumed it was because, like, maybe, yes, the Romulan model did get destroyed or lost, but, and I believe that, but at the same time, like, there's, they still could have just had another model. Oh, thank you, Black Cat. Oh, ho, ho. Someone's being very he's feist. Too, he's, he's too a, stimulated. He's a feisty boy today. You want to go away? Okay. Send him to the brig. Um, Send him to the brig where apparently we never took those captive Romulans out of. Mm. They're just yes, naked because yeah. they took their clothes and they, they, they never got, got well, um, actually, sent the, back. The funny thing, though, is that they're told to take them to the brig later. Where had they been before then? Just standing angrily in the transporter room? They're just in room? a hallway. They just let them... They let that fucking prisoners roam all over the place. Maybe they went to the mess. Why did the... Rom, so the Rom... It's not like they beamed them up by surprise. The Romulan hostages knew that that's what was happening. Yet they still drew their weapons when they arrived. And Scotty had to give them a guys kind of look. Maybe they were expecting an ambush. They thought they couldn't trust them or something. Mm. That's the only logical explanation because otherwise it is. No, they saw Scotty's hair and said, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Uh, Poor Scott. So there's here's another problem that I have, right? Mm -hmm. Like this episode overall, I like the idea you know, I like the idea of, like, Kirk's got to kind of play crazy to help make it look like this is a lone wolf operation. Because that's actually very much the starting point for the spy who came in for the cold. From the cold, rather. What's that? Uh, it's it's a big Cold War espionage novel. Uh, it's one that really put John Le Carre on the map. 
And um, the whole premise is very, you know, this is the beginning of the novel. I'm not giving anything away. Basically, they go to this spy, Alec Lemus, and they say, uh, you know, Lemus, we want a, we want a double agent. So what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, you're going to very publicly lose your job and you're going to start, you know, is, you know, air quotes, boozing and slacking off and this and that so that, you know, the Russians will see you as this disaffected British agent and hopefully make overtures to you. Hmm. Um, and then it kind of goes from there. Uh, oh, yeah, so it's, I, it's funny. Last week we were talking about the the ploy of you know get yourself captured so that you can work from within. Yeah. And yeah, this episode they did they did that very very explicitly. It's true. Yeah, and you know I I, I really I really appreciated it. You know, if the first balance of te- if the first Roman episode balance of terror was a submarine movie in space. I mean, this was clearly a spy movie. Yeah. In space. Oh, did yeah. I I haven't I haven't said what the base for this episode was. Oh, it's. This was based off of the Pueblo incident, the Pueblo being a U.S. Navy ship that was captured in North Korea hmm. in uh, 1968, in like January 1968. And considering this episode was aired in September 1968, they were still captives. Wow. They were still captives until December of that year when they were released, you know, sent over the what bridge of no return or whatever after having, you know, been tortured and this and that. And yeah. Huh. Wow. Well, scary fucking shit. But yeah, so I like I like the setup. You know, there, there's some weird, just the whole, like, Romulan commander there just being, like, just a sort of unironically just really into Spock. But the one thing that threw me at this whole thing was, guys, you're sending her back? Like, surely she's going to blow the lid on the fact this actually was a Federation-approved operation. And that's a problem. Hmm. Because, like, the whole thing had been they had to make this look like a lone wolf incident so it wouldn't cause as much trouble. Right? Well, I think possibly that was the original plan, but I think once it was clear that Spock was being duplicitous and they were escaping with the stolen cloaking device, the Romulans would have figured it out. I mean, you still could have played that off as like, all right, so maybe the first officer was involved. Maybe, but you could still maybe have passed it off as this was Kirk and maybe some of his people. Or overstepping even, their bounds. Even Spock didn't even necessarily have to be involved. He just didn't want to want to defect. There's there's an absolutely fantastic Next Generation episode that kind of deals with this hmm. in a similar way. One of the best episodes is called The Wounded, where a rogue starship captain believes that the Cardassians are amassing forces for an attack. Hmm. And goes rogue and, like, takes his ship and just starts attacking Cardassians. Oh, Jesus. Uh, in Cardassian space. And, and Picard good, good. and the Enterprise get the task of chasing down this guy. Hmm. So, I mean, rogue starship captains are a thing that happen. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, time. high-ranking Starfleet personnel go nuts constantly, as yeah, we discussed. it's true. But it does seem like by the end, she knows full well, like, oh, no, this was a whole Federation-approved deal. And now they're just going to, like, send her back to... Tell the Empire this. Mm. That seems a problem, guys. I think she's too lo- in love with Spock to tell them anything. Maybe. So or, what, or what, did you, what did you see when you were over there? I don't know. They had food cubes like us. They yeah, were, they they were tasty. Nice food cubes. Alternately, I guess a way to save face for herself. You know. Mm. I mean, it's it's a bad situation regardless. But if it was, yeah, I don't know. I guess they all tried to play it off as like maybe people wouldn't care because you know, you know, we'll figure out how to see through the cloak soon anyway. Yeah, I know. Which, actually, nope. 
<laughs> well, they could have changed the cloak. No, that's true. That exact... Yeah, new cloak. And, you know, it yeah. is Thor's possible to see through the cloak, <laughs> as we find out in other, sh- in other shows. It's just... There's always a trick. You have to be doing something very specific to make it work. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is there's, there's already been, you know, development. Because, of course, the first time we see a cloak in Balance of Terror, it just masks them... Visually, but not from yeah, sensors. The selective bending of light. Yeah, whereas this one is seems to be like a cloak more as we come to know it in later series. Where like mm-hmm. you can't see him, you know, with the naked eye yeah. or can, with sensors. And they can still travel. I feel like in, in Balance of Terror they couldn't travel while cloaked. I was wondering that too. Did they have to just be set still? I was thinking I, I, also. Maybe, I don't I remember. I think that's what happened. Or were they, they at least had to travel at like lower speeds or something. Notably, in later series... The other power that has cloaking technology is the Klingons. Yeah. So now I'm wondering if the Klingon ship designs was in exchange mm. pro quo for Klingons love to fucking like rough shit up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Klingons have the, they're chaos, the chaos theorists. They're, they're like fucking Baelish in Game of Thrones. <laughs> See, I don't know if it's Except ever explicitly stated. Oh, his fucking coat thing. But I love the, him. Um, I love him. Yeah. I mean, so obviously we do see the D seven style cruiser again. Yeah, I don't know if we see it. In, do we see it in the original series? I don't know. We must. Day of the Dove, isn't it? Maybe, but we see it in the movies all the time. Um, and it's always a Klingon ship in the movies. Yeah, and it has cloaking technology. So I'm wondering if perhaps it was a co development where the Klingons worked with the Romulans to develop this cloaking, the ship with cloaking technology. And Maybe. That's what that would explain. I mean, the other thing too, though, is that the Klingons hate the Romulans by and large. Yeah, there's a few houses, Duras, that regularly work with the Romulans. By and large, Klingons view Romulans as without honor. Is there anyone mm. the Klingons like at this point? I don't know. I was going to say other Klingons, but even that's not, <laughs> not, not all the time. Yeah. Of course, but again, if we assume maybe the Romulans were keeping themselves from the Federation, maybe they also hadn't been dealing much with the Klingons before now either. So this could have been a period where the Klingons would work with them and then eventually realized, wait a minute. You have no, no I mean, honor. Sure, we hate I'm these sure, guys. I'm sure the attack on the Kittimer uh, didn't help. Didn't help. Yeah. All right, well, if we're, saying, if we're saying that maybe the, the Romulans and the Klingons, they work together in some way, and the cloaking works on both their ships. How the hell was it also compliant to the Enterprise? Scotty, Scotty is a magician. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he hooked it up. Uh... I mean, that's like if you if you travel out of the country, you can't plug things into the fucking wall socket. Like, <laughs> somehow, somehow this thing he works. had a Romulan adapter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's the fucking Andorian one. I said Romulan. It'd be great if Scotty's like, ah! That on a two twenty volt system. We're one twenty. <laughs> Christ. Um, it's like that time I went to Budapest and they had that weird oval shaped thing. Ooh. <laughs> um, no, but uh, that's for your dick, right? Oh my. God. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a rare. I was gonna make. To, I was, uh, did I say touch dicks during this episode or the second episode? Ah, uh, one of them. I don't remember. Spock which. definitely hope, wanted to touch dicks with the Romulan commander. I hope it wasn't during the CPR oh, and that kid. It, no, oh it was this one. It I was. I hope it wasn't. Also, <laughs> it was during that scene where um, him and Spock were like facing off back when. <gasps> They were still there were acting so like many Spock intense, wasn't in on it. There were so many intense zoom-ins oh. on Kirk's face. Oh, God, it is... Oh, God! Like, he's just snarling, and oh, I was... God. Don't oh. hurt yourself, Walter, was said, like, dozens of times. Which Kirk was doing after he blasted himself with the uh, force field. 
when, oh, I like that though. When McCoy was no, that was great. It was McCoy was examining his right hand. Came around like, ah, ah, ah. Well, you know, clearly oh. he was very powerful. Yeah, um, committed. Yeah, to the I, I do uh, really appreciate some of the uh, the over the top Kirk anger. There was acting. so much of it in this one. I kill you! I kill you! <laughs> <laughs> He was on fire this episode. Yeah. He fucking loved when, I think it was Scotty on the bridge saying, like, no, we, we won't follow you. We won't follow you because we still will only follow the captain, Kirk, even though he's pretending to be crazy. And he's like, yeah, you won't. Man, I'm the best. Yeah, and, like, kudos to Kirk for, like, he must have gotten these orders weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, well, I got to start treating my crew like shit. Until we get to this point. Oh, I bet point. he loved it. And then, I would have you know, loved and so, like, he, it. Because he had to establish that he was unstable, evidently. Yeah. And he had to make McCoy believe it. That was the yeah. most important bit. Yeah. But, of course... See, Why couldn't McCoy lie, too? Yeah, that's what I don't get, because lied. by the time McCoy even makes contact with the Romulans, he already knows. Guys, you know how McCoy is. You tell him a secret, he fucking drinks. <laughs> he tells mm-hmm. Chad. The whole fucking ship would have known. Yes. Well, he doesn't actually, he doesn't know officially until he gets Kirk back onto the Enterprise. Oh, that I was thought, after I thought, after he the... said, I thought he said, I didn't know until I beamed over to the Romulan ship. Maybe I'm, maybe oh, I sure. Did maybe Spock filled him in while Kirk was fake dead, or? I, or I think that was, fake Earth, or... I think that's what was supposed to have happened. I don't know. Oh, God, speaking of fake dead, though, when he the f- opens face pinch. his eyes... In the uh, in sick, sick bay. bay and chapel sees it. Mm. And then a second later he closes his eyes. But they had clearly just reversed the footage of him opening his eyes. <laughs> they forgot to get a shot of him closing them. That was super odd. weird. Well, it was probably because they filmed the eyes opening. And then they were filming the wider shot. And yeah. he had his eyes closed. And they're like, oh shit. He sh- we should have had him open his eyes for this wide shot. Yeah. maybe that's So now we have to show him opening his eyes. In the close-up. Now let's get him into surgery, because apparently we've never heard of rubber and spirit gum. Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing that, that's, that, that comes up multiple times, where every time they need to disguise themselves, and it's like, well, because you could be like, well, makeup would be detected, or something like that, but so you could also be like, yeah, anyone with a fucking tricorder yep. could be like, yep, nope, that is a human. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, what I love, too, is when they'll do it, because I've seen other episodes where they do it, and it's like... Even when they're going to, say, worlds that are way less advanced, you know? Like, they're not going to do a scan. The makeup will do. And even to its credit, that's one of the things Enterprise does a lot, is they'll visit alien... Well, not a lot. They do it a couple times when they're visiting alien worlds. And they just use fucking prosthetics. Mm. It's still the Doctor, it just happens that their ship's Doctor is also really good at applying... I would have really loved it if they had introduced a character of the ship's makeup artist. Mm-hmm. It's a 500-person crew. They probably have a community theater. Yeah. Well, they got that space for it, as we found out. And bowling. Yeah. But yeah, because you, you figured that he could hang out with the ship's costume designer that we made up yes. either last week or two weeks ago. Mm. They just get, all... get him more hats. Yes. Just a whole theatrical department on the Enterprise. Now, do we think the costumer or the makeup designer handles the wigs? very important. I think it's mm. got to be a team effort. I feel like both Look, of them have to have a say to make sure it'll work They've out, got a right? really big crew. They have a wig wrangler. <laughs> so I have two questions, though. If they're able to do effective, believable, doesn't leave behind any marks, even though he literally just had surgery, plastic surgery, why, one, have they never done plastic surgery on Spock before sending him someplace where his fucking ears are going <laughs> to get him in trouble? Yep. And two, why can't they stop the internal injuries that 
what's her name has in the next Miramani. episode? Miramani. Miramani. Because it would have been really inconvenient for Kirk to have a, a, a bastard child that he leaves. <laughs> that he that abandons. He leaves I, on told a Chris, I told Chris that I was hoping that when she, because I knew she was going to say she was pregnant, so I was like, I hope when she says he's pre- she's pregnant, that's what snaps him out of it. He's <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, not me, she not says, James says, Kirk. I, I, I'm 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 bearing your son, and Kirk's like. You gotta flush it out. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty! What does that mean? I don't know, but it seems appropriate! How is it that Kirk has not yet had a vasectomy, considering all of the alien tail he gets? I, I, don't, well, I, I figure, like, the first thing he would do as a Starship captain would be, like, set up the appointment with, with McCoy to be like, snip, snap. Well, you know, he's no. probably got one of those, um, have you heard about this thing where there's, like, a little switch... Lip, this is real. I heard about this. I heard about this. I a think. uterine switch? No, it's not for it's not for the ladies. Oh, uh, it's for the gentlemen. And it Scrub basically switch. Yeah, so it basically like is in your torso, and it makes it so that you can like basically turn like open open or close your vans deferens or wherever the spermsies mm. come from. Wow. So, uh, sorry, are we transitioning to incredibly racist episode, or do we still have thoughts on um, yeah, sorry, that's slightly no. sexist episode? The only other thing I had was Bones has a lot of weird skulls in his room. Oh, he's a collector. Oh, yeah, he's had those for a while. Yeah, has skulls. he? I haven't, I haven't oh, noticed yeah, yeah. him before. He's always had the strange skulls. Okay. Let's go also, back to at least season two. Has he not killed a lot one. of men? Is that what we're discussing? It's all his failed patients. <laughs> that's why they're all alien skulls, because he's just like, I don't know their physio! Fuck. Yeah. Chapel, get the vat of... What is it that, like, dissolves? Lime? Yeah, get the vat of lime. Oh, lime? Is it lime or lime? I think it's lime. Whatever. Either Something with an L. Yeah. Was that the first time that he did, like, a medical officer's log or whatever? No? He... I feel like we've had at least one before. Oh, well, I think it was... Was it the first time we opened with one like that? Yeah, that It was definitely... Much, yeah. I, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah I was happy to hear that. Another thing Me I noticed... I, I noticed it last week, and I didn't mention it, but... Season three, we've transitioned to blue. I mentioned that last week too. Yeah, yeah. we used to have oh. yellow credits. Now we have blue credits. Speaking yeah. of blue credits, was this the first time we saw Romulan ale? Oh yeah, they didn't yeah. call it that, but she did offer him a big blue drink, and then she also offered him Tranya, I think. <laughs> it's definitely orange. Tranya. But yeah, I was thinking that. Oh, also, it was very least... pulpier than Tranya. True. Like Romulan's mango, unfiltered mango Tranya. Yeah. Also, I think his first reference to humans is Terrans in this series. Mm. Uh, not that it comes up a ton, but you know. Yeah, I gotta give uh, Spock a lot of credit for his acting. He had me convinced. Not really, because I knew what happened. But well, see, that, that's actually that. Uh, that's the thing is, I I remembered enough of this episode that I knew Kirk was faking it, but I couldn't remember who, if anyone else, was in on it. So I was genuinely not sure with Spock for a little while. Hmm. Spock's I cannot tell a lie. Evidently, Ugh. a lie. Oh, of course, yep. it's a lie. Because again, as like I your fucking face pinch is a I've lie. I've said before the only source we have on this Vulcans can't lie thing. Is the Vulcans mm. in the credulity of the rest of the galaxy? Yeah, and you know, Vulcans lie all the fucking time. Of course, you kind of wonder though: was all of his sort of frustration with the racism of Starfleet was any of that real? Probably. You know, like <laughs> at the end of the day, he's like, I mean, she's not wrong. So yeah, but if you'd seen Enterprise, you would know that it started out the other way, and the and the Vulcans were the dickhead. Oh, they racists. were the worst. And then everyone's know. a racist, though. So it's only totally fair. Yeah, that but the, the Vulcans have turned real assholes in Enterprise. <laughs> like they are real assholes. I did make a stupid joke during the Paradise Syndrome as we're segueing in when McCoy was telling Spock that he needed to fucking take a goddamn nap or he'd go you know, <laughs> crazy. And Spock lays down on the bed. I'm like, ah, oh, that's how Vulcans lie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very good. Did you see? Did I see? Very briefly when he lies down, uh, he's got a Jingly Bells thing oh, I on did. his shelf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a Jingly Bells thing right next to a bust of what appears to be his own head. Well, I and missed I, all of this. Like it's, it's, I suggested it was like a wedding present, you know, that they wound up giving to him. That they wound up giving to him anyway, because they were just kind of like, eh, we can't return this. Oh. It's like we can't, we can't give it to anybody else. I mean, it's probably supposed to be some other important Vulcan, but clearly whoever on the set design team made it was just like, had a picture of Nimoy to base it off of and went, oh well. Mm. But yeah, he's got a Jingly Bells thing and his own head. Yeah, um, so this episode, uh, Paradise Syndrome. uh, I don't think it was that bad. I just don't see why it had to be Native Americans. That's the thing. I honestly feel like if you took out the fact that they were Native Americans and if you took out the whole shit about the fucking preservers. Uh, oh, I, when they said that, I was like, oh man, Jake's going to be so mad. Uh, yeah, if they just had a magical asteroid deflecting yeah, if, device yeah, that was just there just for no an reason. Ancient society, if yeah. it was a, a society in space. I would you know, believe maybe, that. Maybe they had been advanced and then something happened. Yeah, like the, so, like the uh, what was it, the Planet Six from yeah. from so that, like, Brain. How the they few, have random shit like yeah, that. Yeah, the few people that are left have... have Regress to a, a much less advanced state. So the control of this machine has become sort of a religious tradition instead of just an instruction manual. You could have had the same basic story without it being so, so uncomfortable yeah. so much of the time. Yeah, the, the Kirk having amnesia and wanting to join up with another race of people and sure. like have a normal life. Still works. Would, was actually kind of neat. You know what it kind of reminded me of, too, in a way? Is... Avatar. Sure. Avatar. Uh, Avatar. Uh, Fern Gully. Don't bother. <laughs> no, oh, we Dances love with Same Wolves. Thing. Yeah, Fern Gully's wonderful. Dances with Wolves. Um, <laughs> no, it reminded me of uh, the TNG episode, The Inner Light, where Picard, he doesn't have amnesia, but he gets to live a, a second life. Oh, that's when he gets the little flute, right? Yeah, he gets yeah. the flute. This is it's like all I remember episode. about it. And yeah, I, I don't know. There was the, when Kirk was sort of like teaching the native people of this world, like irrigation and like stuff. yeah, like stuff about I irrigation. Made a lamp. Like, out, and the lamp, I was like, oh, that's just like the crap that Picard was doing in the inner light, where he was taking his knowledge from outside his double life and mm. applying it in this world. That was also actually, though, part of the thing that made it so weird. Is like, we don't know exactly when the Preservers had nicked these people from. That was weird. That was stupid and weird. Now, there's there's two possibilities, as, as I see it. Either not long before the earliest European settlers, or sometime around the mid-19th century, when Andrew Jackson was going apeshit and murdering as many Native Americans as he could. Mm. The, the, the reason I say right before the, the first European settlers... Is uh, the problem is this might be a recent revelation? I don't know, but part of the reason the European settlers had such sort of an easy time, sort of steaming over the native population, wasn't just the more advanced technology. Oh, they had a plague. Right? They just had a massive plague. Yeah, and that from sort of an almost uh, to, to use terminology uh, of, of whatever, for all intents and purposes, that was almost post-apocalyptic North America they found. Oh, wow. Uh, the I didn't know that. population had been severely, severely depleted. Interesting. I didn't know that either. Um, across, across like, ver- like, many tribes or what? Yeah. Basically, wow. across the whole continent, there had been this massive plague. Again, this may not have been known until recently, and I even think now it's maybe still at least partly sort of guesswork. But, yeah, there there were there had been just been a massive loss of life mm. not long before the first settlers really got there. So either which way, that's why I think maybe that's a chance, because they say they wait till they're almost extinct. 
So either way, whether it's the, you know, mid-1400s or the mid-19th century, these people were plucked from Earth several centuries ago and have not advanced... Like Gary Seven. At all. Like Gary Seven. <laughs> but he was given all these toys and things, like... It sounds like these preservers pluck people up. We're like, all right, here's a planet. Uh, this thing will keep you safe from asteroids. When it gets windy, just turn it on. Go nuts. And the fact that they didn't invent a thing. And also, I mean, look, so my public school system has failed me. I know basically nothing about Native Americans because that's unfortunately how American education largely works. Well, but I'm 25 years ago. Pretty sure... They would have had methods of preservation of food. Or at least known irrigation. Like, pre- preserve as a verb. Yeah. Lamps. Well, because the preservers made sure not to teach them that <laughs> word. Ironically. Because they didn't want to know who they were. Yeah. Even if there hadn't maybe been the lamp. They knew what fire was, and they knew that it yeah, they, had there light. Was definitely some problematic shit with. Well, it was like, like teach us, you know, the Indians had irrigation. Yeah. Like, you know, this isn't like They taught the settlers a lot about farming when they got here. Yeah, no shit. But they they're it sounds like basically barely living on a subsistence culture at this level. Yet they got tons of fruit. Shitloads. So much fruit. So many apples and so many grapes. Mm. Then, you know what it was the the props budget was just so low. It's like fuck, go to the supermarket and get whatever's cheap. <laughs> well, I can imagine that the preservers brought over Plant species. They had to have, because that's the only way to explain. I mean, they had, they make such a point saying, wow, these are exactly the kind of tree species on Earth. What are the odds? Pretty fucking high, Star Trek. That was, come across mm, so many That of them. was the first thing I said. Like, even though I kind of... Like, I don't know if I ever saw this one or just read about it or what. Like, this one I didn't remember well at all if I have seen it. But I knew. It's like, all right, I know there's an explanation for the Native Americans. I know they are literally Native Americans. I'm still, like... The fact that Spock is like, what are the odds? Can I direct your attention to a few weeks ago when you went to Space Rome? Yeah. Space Rome. Um, you know, I have to say, though, <laughs> of all of the times when Star Trek has tried to come up with an explanation for why there's humanoids all over space, mm-hmm. between the one with the jizzing on all the planets, yep. people, and was that Sargon or was that somebody else? Yeah, yeah it was Sargon. Sargon. Was Sargon? Okay. Spread their seeds. They spread their seeds, yeah. yeah. From Sargon to the people in the chase who also jizz on planets. And now these guys. I think these, the preservers, the idea of the preservers, I think is the most, the best one yet. Yeah, but the, the species have to already exist. Well, right, because, exactly. And they and just that, pluck them and say, you know what, you're going to live on this planet right, now. That, like it, when you're in... in I used to play a lot of um, roller coaster tycoon. I mean, you should just pick up one of one of your little little guys and like we'll go put him in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and this honestly, guy didn't like my roller coaster. I'm going to drown him. That's more wow. realistic to me than we jizzed on your planet and hoped you'd, you'd evolve. <laughs> yeah, anyway. jizzed on lots of planets and so hoped that many. a couple. It, it's the it's the there's there's two theories to reproduction. It's you either have a lot and hope a couple survive, or you put a lot of time and effort into raising two or three. Mm. It really, what it comes down to is just the universe, or the galaxy at least, is a, is is a, an awful conglomeration of zoological experiments and alien jizz everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, creepy, spooky galaxy. I but believe it. Aside from you know, I feel like if we if we make this conversation too too much about the fact that they're Native Americans, then we'll never actually talk about the meat of the episode. Mm. 
And Breaking I, the prime, prime directive again. So yeah. hard! McCoy gets there and says, should we warn them there's an asteroid coming? McCoy, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, we'll just destroy the asteroid. Yeah, it's, that seems to me like just destroying the asteroid is a major violation of the yeah. prime directive. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And they can't defend themselves because their, their current medicine chief or whatever the fuck he was yeah. never learned how to work the obelisk because yeah. his dad his dad i mean a, died early apparently I mean, if, even if his dad died early he's a grown guy he should have like been taught earlier i think it's just that he's a fuck up and no one wanted to teach him i like you just you don't need to learn anything you just need to know the password which is kirk enterprise and i captain <laughs> which pissed me off so much by the way the fact did it, that didn't need the of the of the that's an excellent question communicator first i think it needed everything i think it needed kirk Enterprise, you know, and I Captain. I think it needed the whole thing. Like that, really. Like, all right. So, so it wasn't in a Scottish par- accent. Yeah, it wasn't parallel development, which I appreciate. But yeah. this unique alien language just happened to have the password be Kirk to Enterprise. <laughs> so the, think about it. This means every time. Over the centuries, they've had to turn that on. And how often are they getting bombarded by they said, anyway? They said twice before. The, the sky went dark okay. and they had to do the thing. So this place this is, is in a bad point. location. Apparently. But some, Asteroid some, village. some medicine chief in that stupid medallion <laughs> headband had to go up, spread his arms wide, and go, Kirk to Enterprise. No. Kirk to Enterprise. Aye, Captain. That pissed me off so much. Yeah, it was like on a scale of one to parallel development. How do you feel about that? Is I'm it have you decided sure. whether or not if it's better? Still or not worse? sure. No? Maybe it's a time loop. Maybe maybe it's a causality thing where the preservers actually came later and went back in time, built this obelisk, and their sacred words are Kirk to Enterprise. Maybe that sounds vaguely like. Um... One of the scrapped ideas for what would become Star Trek the Motion Picture, where it was gonna called Return of the Titans. In short version, it was all a time loop thing, and the Enterprise were the Titans. Well, as long as they don't release the Kraken. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tell you, that's release the Kraken on that planet. Didn't all they? the other stuff oh. aside, like if like let's in our minds pretend they were just aliens. That's what I'm trying to do. And you could still be like, you know, you can tell, like, all right, I feel like there's maybe some white savior stuff going on in this then blah. E- ignoring even all of that, I still don't think it's a very good episode. No, there's like about 15 minutes of Kirk frolicking in fields. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you hold me, it's like the it, first time. It's as joyous as the first. It feels like the first time. Like, if more of the episode could have been cutting back to the Enterprise with Scotty desperately trying to get the ship working. Because I love the fact that they actually they just went backwards. For two months, yeah. I was like, "I'm sorry, I cannot believe." Why couldn't he turn around and they could just look know. out the other t- other window? That Montgomery Scott couldn't have figured something out in two months. Yeah, I don't know. I remember when we went to I Mud Planet, we had what seven days to unfreeze fucking Norman, and no one did anything. Mm. Yeah, they were hanging coats on him, drawing dicks <laughs> on his face. Nobody was trying to figure well, out. But how see to work that him. now being fair, that is. Super advanced robot tech Scotty's not familiar with. Okay. This is his baby. That's true. That but he Spock, has personally well, struck Spock back is mis- Spock is they mistreating this thing. Spock, right? this episode, did like 
it's it's like the fucking Galileo Seven all over again. Spock should like isn't that great at being in charge. This is why Romulan Commander Lady like says you should be in charge, and he's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> we uh, go, yeah. We, this has happened before, and I make stupid, dumb decisions. Mm. Like when he decides to show, I think he shows Kirk or or McCoy. Here's two rocks. One oh, of God. them is the asteroid. One of them is us. If that keeps coming closer, it's gonna hit. No, actually, I loved that scene. You know, it was why? the Sean Spicer scene. <laughs> I love that he, like, (laughs) decided to condescend to Doc with models. But then after that, after he has made his point... And they're just kind of staring at each other. He's still moving the rock. He's slowly moving it still. Like, that... That's snarky. Yeah, McCoy threw them on the the fucking ground and said, Fuck you. Good thing they weren't exploding rocks. I mean, honestly, though, the stupid (laughs) decision of the day award goes to Kirk. He's like, I'd like to know more about this planet. It's like... It'll still be there yeah. if you go and do your mission with the asteroid that's, first. That's my other question. Like, do they they have half an hour to check out this planet before they have to rendezvous with asteroid at yep. the at the point of no fucking return? Yep. <laughs> the we have to deflect it here, or it's gonna fucking destroy the planet. Yep. Why? Like, it's a half hour. A half hour, you should like. You can't do dick in a half hour. Yeah, you can't do much in a half a half I don't hour. Know. Did you? In guess? a half hour, like they could spend. Getting to asteroid and doing a th- doing a thing because when by the time they get there, like I don't know how much time they spent looking for Kirk after he trapped himself in an obelisk. There'd been multiple search parties. Like they get there and they're out of time anyway. Yeah. Well, like, the other thing too is like the Enterprise. Like, did, had they not stopped for gas before they went on this mission? Like, because somebody should have been like, "Yeah, we're gonna need all the power we can get," and somebody'd yeah. be like, "Well, you know, our dilithium crystals are almost run out, so we're gonna well, stop for some new ones." Well, they they had to get back to the asteroid so quick that they ran out, right? Because they spent... was that the explanation? No, he blew it because they kept shooting at it, didn't they? No. I... So part of the problem was. Did we all watch the episode? <laughs> Spock had no, them at warp nine for way longer than he should have. Yes. Which. Sort of then led them not... Was that the, we have to get to the asteroid immediately yeah. problem? Yeah. Because we spent so long looking, looking, for, looking Kirk. for Kirk. And then that meant that they didn't quite have the full power they should have for the deflector array oh, trick. Okay. And that's why they then tried to resort to the phaser thing. So that's basically rushing to the asteroid uh, and holding warp 9 way longer than they should have is what caused the initial issue. Also, I don't know if anyone noticed during that scene, uh, Scotty actually pops up to take a quick look at the dilithium crystals. Yeah, and it's the little paddle ones we haven't yeah. seen since... Uh, Lazarus? Lazarus. Lazarus and his stringy beard of gravy. Oh, <laughs> gravy beard. Um, Ames, to your point, though, yes. he probably could have done everything that village had to offer in about half an hour, to yeah, be honest. That's true. <laughs> oh, they're here. Okay. Um, I don't know, he really loved, he really loved frolicking later. He, really, <laughs> he frolicked for months. I'm so happy. That does explain to me, like, I think it's the first or second episode of Family Guy where he meets William Shatner and they're frolicking in the rain and he does this weird laugh and it's like, that's from this episode. Oh, that's what you were referring to, right? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I think that this whole episode, the whole issue with the asteroid could have been averted if they had just had a team of oil drillers. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm missing really, this joke. What? Really catchy Aerosmith song. I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep because this movie sucks. <laughs> and it's really fucking bad. <laughs> it can't be saved by Steve Buscemi. Even Billy Bob Thornton is shit in this movie now. But somehow it's Criterion. There's that goddamn 45-minute <laughs> death scene you know where he's saying goodbye to the daughter who is played by the actress who is also my daughter in real life because I'm 
I'm Steven Tyler, but it's actually Liv Tyler, and she's a terrible actress, and how the fuck did she get into the Lord of the Rings, because god damn it, she sucks. Was this a Tom Hanks movie? You shut your whore mouth about Liv Tyler. She's terrible! (gasps) She is not terrible! She is a terrible actor. She is not. Have you ever seen Empire Records? She's wonderful in Empire Records. So she's wonderful in the movies... No one has ever heard about that she was in. You've never heard of Empire Records? Empire Records is a cult classic, Jake. Well, I'm not in a cult, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Ames, to your point, neither of these are Tom Hanks films, but Liv Tyler is in The Wonders, which Tom Hanks appears in. Well, that's why I haven't haven't seen it then. That's not like The one. It's not called The Wonders. That thing you do. That that's right. Jesus, I fucked the up. Name the name of the band is The Wonders. The O'Neaters at first. Right. Who's even heard of that thing you do? Jake. That's a good movie. I've never heard Great of it. Great Tom Hanks movie. I have heard of it. I've heard of it. Do, do the thing you do. do. The only words I, I, I don't know either. You know, people actually thought they were like a real band after that movie came out. That's because a that, surprise. Because that song became a, a, so big. A, 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 a hit. They should have done an MTV Making the Band series about it. I'm and sure then... they did. Actually, yeah. I'm not... I, 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 yeah, I just, anyway, I'm not going to talk shit about Liv Tyler's acting. It's too but late. You already did. that movie... Does not showcase anyone's acting. Oh, I haven't ability. seen Armageddon. You've never I, seen Armageddon? I haven't. I would say you should see it, but you really shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really plan to. Go watch. It never interested go me. Go watch <laughs> Deep Impact. It's got Frodo, and it's way better. Elijah Wood? Yeah. Hmm. That's funny that Liv Tyler's in one, and he's in the that other. That is funny. Yeah. Is but, it because we never see them together, and they're actually the same person? Yes. <gasps> Maybe Peter Jackson really liked both films and was like, yes, I have to have both of them. But no joy in my films. This episode, though, I think does suffer from a problem that several episodes have suffered from. Jim Kirk not being a very good actor? Not that. I mean, some have suffered from that, but... Calling Jim a god all the time? Not that. Not having enough plot for 50 minutes. Oh, that, yeah. Well, that's why there was so much goddamn frolicking. Yeah. Mm. And irrigation and 20 minutes of wonderment at a lamp. And watching Spock not napping. I also feel like maybe there had been some editing problems, because... I feel like they maybe should have been cutting back and forth between the Enterprise and the village more. Because at first it felt like, wait, Kirk, how long have you been here? Like a day and a half and you're already marrying her? But I get the sense that maybe he was supposed to have been there for a while. His sideburns came in. Did you not notice that? Yeah. I did I eventually. That. Yeah. But, but yeah, like there was, there was a very two bad... months to get from the asteroid. Right. But that, that didn't become clear that time was pa- that much time was passing until later in the episode. Mm. Like I feel like they didn't make it plain early enough that... More time had already passed on the planet. Like, in retrospect, it sort of became, okay, I think maybe he'd already... I mean, so two months, that's that's quick, Kirk. Um, That's right, Kurok. Kurok! God, the scene with that. He was so happy. That's, you know... Here's an odd thing. So it's been two months, and he he married Miramani, like, immediately. Yep. Miramani, who was supposed to marry... Salish or yeah. Salish? 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 I think Salish? it was Salish. I can't remember how they said it to be honest. Salish, like Salish. Salish. What a jerk. Like, like, how long <laughs> has they been putting that off? Like, here, this is just mm. Salish is terrible at everything he does. Like, he doesn't get get uh, the info from his dad, uh, the medicine chief, about yeah. how to how to work with the gizmo. Yeah. He doesn't marry this girl immediately when they probably should have married way earlier. Yeah. If he's been, you know. If she's been betrothed to him for so long. He's just terrible at well, everything. And not only that, but he's like, 
after they have their little fight and he cuts Kirk's hand, he's like, I will not rest until I have proven to my people that you're not a god. Then he doesn't seem to show up again until the asteroid shows yeah, up. When he shows up at his at his fucking teepee being like, holy shit, don't let us die with this bullshit. Yeah, and he's just like, so you didn't try very hard in no. the intervening however long it's been. Well, that's because you? everyone can say, like, gods can bleed. Yeah. Who, who decided gods can't bleed? Yeah. Of course, you, the crowd... You, you decided this yourself. He did get the crowd to turn on Kirk really quickly, though, at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. But all they had were those styrofoam rocks. <laughs> Where did they all fucking come from, too? Were they just carrying those in their pockets? They were just, you know, just They ready. suddenly had a shitload of rocks. Someone to the stoning supplies closet. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that was funny about Salish was, like, Chris... Like, I... I because you said this thing, like... Chris was like, oh, man, he's definitely going to seek revenge, right? And I was, like, waiting for it, because then you kind of feel like he's definitely going to get up to something. Because, what's her name? Miramani. Miramani, like, breaking up their patrol isn't even, like, the first thing that happens. Like, he, he like, he, loses he makes his, his job Kirk right away. Yeah. Yep. And so, well, the boy's dead. Well, I'm then, not going to make out with him, therefore he's dead. Yep, so first he loses his job to Kirk. And then his, his fiancé is like, I'm going to him instead. And then he's like, alright, but just so we're clear. But if, if you could choose. If it wasn't because of the laws, right? And she's like, Oh, I guess so awkward. Yeah, but that guy was such a meathead. Oh, he was awful. He Come was like on. he was the anti-Ston. He was yeah. like useless. No, Ston at was Ston was also a meathead though. Yeah, but he was good at Salish looked less like a Neanderthal. He was he was like Ston. good at his job and stealing Banging people away from people. Yeah, no, that's his only job. <laughs> I mean, he's you know, I like I feel like and Dupring wanted them. Dupring was like, he's better. So Ston wins over this Brooklyn guy who's totally, yeah. really a native. Yeah, I really believe this guy. Chris kept making like jokes about him being a mob boss. <laughs> so I'm gonna get some of my buddies, Kirk, and we're gonna bust your fucking knees. And I, I said, I'm gonna fit you up with a new pair of cement moccasins. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what Chris said. (laughs) That was exactly what Chris said, Jason. Oh, that's wonderful. That was was the thing. He was so like, I mean, yes, they were almost all obviously just just honkies and bronzer. But he was the worst of just the like. I actually noticed I was looking up to be like, where did like, who were these, these, the Native Americans? And the one playing the the elder one, I forget his name. Was he actually Native American? No. Damn it! I but, I thought of anyone but there. But they certainly got him, him to talk no, with a Native well, American. He apparently played a lot of Native Americans. Like whenever like a, sh- a show needed your your go to Native American guy, he was it. Oh, okay. Because I without actually finding a real Native American. Yeah. Well, because because I remember I said that while we were watching, I was like, I feel like if anybody is actually Native American, it might be that older guy. Because obviously the women were clearly not. Yeah, but they had him. See, I see his character pissed me off the most because of the way his lines were written. Because it was all uh, you know. At least at the beginning when we first meet him, I felt like he was doing the the native talk. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. you, you White said, man come from sky. Well, yeah, like and you even horrible. said, like he was the only one with with yeah. an accent. No one else. Bothered Everyone else with the transatlantic. Yeah. yeah, except this one or Brooklyn, guy, or from Brooklyn, or from Brooklyn. Yes, but we, we also we don't know which which people the pre- the pre- preservers took. It sounds like they took like one from each tribe yeah. and just stuck them together. There, there you go. There were Native Americans in Brooklyn at one point, yeah. for sure. So. It's just funny that somehow, I mean, they, even they, though they're... You, the Europeans bought 
Manhattan from Native Americans. True. For a handful of beads or some yeah, shit. Some terrible things. Yeah. You'd think even if though they probably would have yes, definitely had different accents and languages and stuff at first, like after a couple of centuries, everyone would have developed English. The same accent. Like, yeah, they developed English somehow. <laughs> but that aside. <laughs> I do imagine Parallel that the preservers were like trying to get Native Americans, and they, they got a bunch of Native Americans and just some Guido from Brooklyn. <laughs> Guido? <laughs> we found this With guy really in, a, great seed. in a pizza parlor. <laughs> great seed, yikes. <sighs> well, certainly the um, the guy that played the, the Native American in the famous 70s Don't Pollute commercial. Did you know that one? No. The one with the tear? The single tear guy, yeah. yeah. So it's, it oh. was, yeah, yeah, that one where the guy like throws trash out the window and the Native Americans cry. I've, was, I've only seen references, I've never seen the actual That guy was actually Italian. Although he act, apparently like, the, <laughs> but his thing was, he actually lied, he said he was Native American. Like people were like, oh, it's authentic, he's, we actually got it. So he, he was a con man, not just like Hollywood didn't give a fuck. Oh. I think. I may be misremembering that, but that's how what I've... Yeah, so I that's what, go for it. Gets, cause some slander right now. Just he, own it. He was definitely a now, fucking liar. So. <laughs> Again, I feel like we could go on for days about how problematic this episode is. Yeah. They didn't, and, and no one fucking cared indeed. that that kid drowned. They walk yeah. in. Here's a kid. Well, he's dead. Oh, okay. okay. He won't... He will not move anymore. Yeah. However they said... Only a god can give life. Yeah. Ugh. God, stop it! Yeah, no, stop it, was, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, it was. But yeah, no, not a, not a great episode. Stopping a rock. Thing, like I said, get, all the other into stuff a, aside, it's still just not good. Breaking into a laser know, bunker kind of or like something. The underlying story of the episode, I just feel that the execution it was between terrible between the Native American bullshit and then also the fact that it it just it was clearly stretched out. Yeah, well, that's the main problem, is that there wasn't enough story. Yeah. I feel like they could have made a decent story, though. They could have, even they just shown more of the building tension on the ship over the course of the yeah. two months. I mean, the fact that we own, the only sense that we have that there's issues on the ship is this, this two scenes with Spock and McCoy yeah. in Spock's quarters. Yeah. Where Spock's like, you gotta take a nap, and he lies down, wait till Spock McCoy leaves yeah. and then gets up. Like a five-year-old. We do see so much Scotty, like, just freaking the fuck out. Like, oh, God, you want to go faster? Oh, Apparently the Enterprise breaking. has lead in its construction. Because mm. one of Scotty's lines when everything's going, this Vulcan won't be happy to all these circuits and a pile of lead. But I get a lot of radiation in space. Yeah. Well, the lead could also be from the solder. Maybe. You think they'd have better stuff by then, though? Yeah. Lead's kind of, you know, dodgy. But don't you use lead to stop radiation? Yeah. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, like maybe it's radiation shielding. And plus these people are old enough not to be... True, I guess lead poisoning is more of an issue. Yeah, I could picture picture somebody walking in on Chekhov eating paint chips. (laughs) 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 Poor Chekhov. Oh, Oh, um, fuck, this was last episode, but I thought of it now for some reason. According to uh, Memory Alpha... The early story treatment that DC Fontana did for the Enterprise incident, and I'm sure she didn't intend it to be the final title, but it was a working title. Ears. Ah. Oh. <laughs> well, did you notice the uh, the original title for this one was "The Pale Face"? <laughs> oh, oh my God! God. No, no, I didn't. Stop it. And, well, and Miramani, Miramani was supposed to have survived. Actually, question because I was wondering that. Mm-hmm. 
I was kind of wondering, because we were talking earlier about the fact she gets sort of conveniently killed. I kind of wondered if that was network pressure. I don't know. Because they didn't want Kirk to have had a bastard yeah, kid that he just, just leaves that he behind. Leaves. Like, yeah, you, I feel like that's... Especially that's when, when we're like the very advanced white men that came to your noble savage planet. Yeah. We can't be the bad guys. Yeah, like... We can't, I, you know, leave you pregnant and alone. Yeah, I feel I, like I mean, that's We'd what rather that's leave what you pregnant and dead. Oh, God. Oh, well, we haven't talked about um, Spock's mind meld with Kirk at the end. Mind fusion in this one. Was it a mind mm, fusion? Oh, my yes. goodness. This is, is t- this, it's been two episodes of Spock... Touching Kirk's face. Touch of a Vulcan should be the theme of these episodes. Oh, oh man. That is a much better title That's than That's a good I title. Mine. What was yours? Uh, the Sexism and Racism Hour. Yeah. Oh! Um, T- touch of a Vulcan, though. I like that. It's like the scent of a woman. Yeah. hoo Starring Al Pacino. Oh, my. Touch ah, of a Vulcan. I am Kirok! I am Spock! I am Spock! Yeah, what was up with how he screamed Spock? I thought that was really weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> this reminded me of um, that episode, or was it an episode of Batman, where, remember you were telling me, Chris, about how Batman has someone, like, using telepathy on him and shit, and, like, controlling him by, like, making him think he's gone crazy? Oh, no, he... it's not a telepathy. It's, it's Batman Beyond. There's an episode where this, this con man is trying to make Bruce Wayne think he's gone nuts by putting, like... Because the guy's, like, he's an expert in, um, like, sound waves and shit. So he can make, like, micro speakers, basically. Right. And, uh, yeah, Bruce Wayne... He tried to make Bruce Wayne think he's hearing voices and things like that. And, yeah, and part of the reason he knows it's it's someone trying to fuck with him... You know, he says at the end, he's talking to Terry McGinnis, the, the incumbent Batman. You know, Terry's like, how did you know it was it was fake? He's like, well, the voice in my head kept calling me Bruce. And I call myself that. So that made me think of... That's, I thought of that because of um, Kirk. Now, yeah. like, from now on, he'll always be Karak. Yeah. In his mind. That scene, too, is that there are scenes that I feel like should have been more effective, but because so much of the episode hadn't quite worked, they just kind of fell flat. Mm. Like what's her name's death scene? Yeah, like yeah. like McCoy not doing fucking anything for her. Seriously, you can regrow a kidney with a pill. You he's, can't he's, fucking give her something to stop internal whatever. Yeah, they get there. What? He obviously tends to Kirk first because he needs Kirk, and then they just give her some like, fucking like opium or some shit. Here, here's what happened. McCoy, Done. McCoy did the tricorder on her and saw that she was pregnant and was like, "Nope, nope." I know what Jim would want me to do here. Nope. <laughs> We've done this before. It's been awkward and weird. I've had to slap a woman. We'll never speak of it again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does, and it also is one of those things where the fact that this is not a serialized show is going to... I mean, it's the next episode. We'll never hear about Miravani again. Nope. Or, you know, the fact that Kirk had this brief moment of happiness in his life. Which, I don't know, kind of diminishes it. Because, he, I don't know, I would think that being madly in love with a woman and mm-hmm. marrying her and... Knocking her up, yeah. and as yeah. far as we can tell, when you when you get your memory back and you realize, oh my god, I had an, an entire different life, but this was still fucking real to me. This is yeah. still actually actually real life. Yeah, yeah, it's not one of those TV plot devices where when you get your memory back, you then forget everything forget the stuff that had happened in the interim. He seemed to still remember it. Yeah, this is like when we had the enemy within, and he had to like merge two sets of memories and be like, oh god, I'm a monster, and I'm not. And again, like you said, never come up again. Nope. nope. Yeah. They even, you know, they even ended in a very more like somber way than normal. They just kind of start the credits over him leaning sadly over her corpse, yeah, that and was then sad. 
cut to ship. We don't know what happened between them. Hopefully he stopped off and said, oh, by the way, here's how you run the thing. Huh, you'd think. They just like he just pushes her body out the side of the ship with a note pinned to it. No, please cut that. I don't know. That's pretty good. Oh, it's not good. It's horrible. Oh, it's horrible, but it's wonderful. It's uh, good horrible. We're horrible people. Fully funny. Uh, Actually, no. Actually, no, no you know what? Want. Come to think of it, Doc probably did it. It was Doc who did that. Mm. That a rascal fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well, with that. This has been episode 30 woo. of A Star to Steer Her By. Did I not woo at the beginning? I always woo. Jay didn't, didn't say the number. No you woos. monster. No, I didn't say the number. You Well, we could go back and... No, no, no it's fine. No, we part. could. I'd love to. <laughs> if we didn't lose our, our audience during that. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's like two people left. Hi, guys. Uh, do please join us next week for And the Children Shall Lead. Oh, good. Oh, little skips. And is there, in truth, no beauty? As always, do please find and like our Facebook page, A Star to Steer Her By. We are on Twitter and Tumblr as SSHB Podcast. Uh, do please subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app, uh, you know, and give us a rate and review on iTunes. And recommend us to your friends and your enemies. Why the hell not? Just recommend us to everyone. Uh, for A Star to Steer Her By, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Sometimes it's not Jake. Sometimes it's it's weird caricature man. <laughs> caricature man. That's the fun parts. So, oh, I had a thought and it just imploded like so much fluff. Fluff. Fluff does not implode. So it's like it's like it's like when a raccoon spread on delicious. It's, it's less that. It's more like when a poor raccoon. Puts candy floss in the in river. A, oh, oh my god, I saw candy that. floss. What is it called here? Jesus uh, Christ. Cotton what is it candy? Called? What is it called here? I don't know because I'm from England. Join the old English. No, no, no. Candy It's okay. I deserve that, but I literally couldn't think of the term candy, cotton candy. I still can't think wow. of it. Wow. I almost then call it candy canes just then. <laughs> All right, governor. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> So, 